I can do what it says I can do. And I can be who it says I can be. Today, I boldly declare. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. And what does pastor do right after that? Father. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you it's falling on good ground. May it just administer grace to the hearers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Woo, I tell you. You just get me caught up in a praise service. Stop it. I always want to praise them. All right, so I want to talk to you about raise your rights. Raise your rights. Raise your rights. Raise your rights. You know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, um, my daughter and her campus, you know, they had these um, uh, people that came on the campus and they were um, saying they were representing the name of Jesus or saying that they were representing God, but they were so divisive and so condemning that they decided to counter protest. They decided to exercise their rights. There she is. <laughs> exercise her rights to protest on the campus. Now, some of you be like, Pastor, where are her clothes? When you are holding up your sign and walking and changing your community, then you talk about her clothes. All right? So until then, you just let it go. All right? She's 18 and it's hot. And uh, I'll be like, listen, when you change in your little cubicle and you go there and you witness, come back and say something. Until then, the point is she exercised the right. She exercised the right to protest on their campus. Now, a couple of decades ago, this would not have been possible. Though they had the right to, they did not necessarily have access to that right. And it's because of the sacrifice of other people that gave the boldness and the confidence they had to raise the rights. So we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to kind of talk about this because he not only triumphed over death, but in him, we were allowed to raise our rights when he was raised to life. You see, the the resurrection reconciled us to God, but it also released us to exercise the greatest right that we have. Now, I'll tell you what that right is in a second. And so many of us have things that we don't use, and we don't use them maybe because we don't even know they don't exist. You know, we don't even know that they exist. You know, so it's hard to use something you don't know it exists. When in 1992, when my mom was uh, murdered, she did not leave a living written will. So we did not expect that we would be able to inherit anything or have anything because there was not any written will. No written will means that we had no idea if there was something that we could access. Well, because we didn't know it, we didn't feel there was a right to anything because there was nothing to know. Well, four years later, 1996, and pastor tells a story about my uncle calling us about 3 a.m. in the morning. And when he called us at 3 a.m. in the morning, he said, listen, you know, I have $20,000 that we got from your mother's money that belongs to you. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I learned that I had a right. At 3.01... I already planted by the refrigerator (laughs) and I already spent all that money because I knew about it. Then I exercised my right to it. 
You understand? So sometimes there are things that we don't know, so we never have access to it. But what about those things that you do know and you do have, but you don't even know how to use it? So, you know, I looking around and this, this came from our house. I have no idea how to open this thing. I don't know if this reminds me like one of James Bond things. And I'm wondering if my husband is trying to moonlight as a superstar, but I don't know, you know, some action hero. It wouldn't really work. I think he'd get tired real fast. So, all right. But, but, uh, so this, I don't know how to open it. I really don't know how to open it. I saw it. Apparently I'm told that there's a watch in here that my husband's giving away to somebody. Well, he didn't use it for a long time. So the battery has died. He had it. He had knowledge of it. It was in his possession. But for me, I don't even know how to use it. But for him who knew how to use it, he didn't. So there was no benefit for him. And it ended up in a box. So you and I have rights and things that we have from God that we don't utilize. Because A, we don't know they exist. Or B, we know. But we don't, we don't do nothing with it. What's the rights? What's the rights? Your rights are simply something that I have a legitimate cause to impose. A legitimate, a righteous reason to impose. I have a right to do this. You know, I have a right to, to water. I have a right to light. Whatever. I have a right. So when Jesus was resurrected, he reconciled us to God. So what does reconcile mean? Reconcile. It means to make peace or settle accounts. If you're in an accountant or those kind of things, and you understand that, you know, balancing those books, reconciling the books. I don't understand that term. I don't want to ever understand. Okay, me and Evan going to be like the love, the, the love book. We're just gonna, he's going to go, and I'm just going to be with him, because we, I wouldn't even know what to do with those books. I'm not interested, okay, to reconcile all of that. Some of you, you know, understand what that means. Well, reconcile means to make peace with everything. Bring into a consistent state two states that were not in agreement. It also comes from the word re, which means to return, and keely, which means to shout, to bring together. Colossians 1.20 says this, And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Why? Why separate heaven and earth? I mean, if you're just Lord over all, it just means reconcile everything to yourself, period. You wouldn't need to heaven and earth it. So, so what's up with that? You know, I want to know. Heaven and earth. Well, Matthew 6, 10, when Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray, he said, give us now you know, daily bread that will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. I'm going somewhere with this. Matthew 18, 18 says this. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What is this earth and heaven business all about? Well, Romans 5 verse 12. I hope you are taking lots of notes. It says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed on to all men, for all have sinned. Okay. Verse 19 lets us know in that same chapter, Romans 5, 19, lets us know that because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, we were reconciled. So here's what happened. When Adam was created, 
It was God's intent and original plan and ideal for us to have all authority. We were as he was in the earth. We were his ambassadors, his representative. Whatsoever we did or or, um, were saying would be a direct reflection as if it was God himself saying it. We were created in a likeness and image of God. So therefore, when he created Adam, his intent and purpose for Adam was to have dominion over the earth. Over the earth. Over the earth. But when Adam decided to be disobedient and it created that rift, that authority was given over to the enemy. All right. You want to act like you know more Bible than me? Okay, let's do it. I ain't scared of none of y'all. Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Let's go to Luke. Luke, 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 Luke. Luke in the Gospels of Luke. You see how crisp these are? You know what these are? I want you to hear it. Listen. It's, a, it's Bible. It's like pages. It's pages. It's an antiquity. I know. You use your phone all the time, but every now and then. Just do, just do something, just, just to feel it. Luke 4, Luke 4, verse 6, it says this. This is when Jesus was being tested in the wilderness. And this is what the enemy says. The devil said unto him, all this power, which power? All this power will I give you. How can you give something you don't have? Where he got this power from? When we squandered our authority and our dominion in the garden because of disobedience. It gave Satan a legitimate right to wreak havoc upon the earth and wreak havoc on places of dominion that we had dominion over because it created that separation. So this is why the cross is so important. This is why the sacrifice was so important. From that point on, remember, before then, there was no need to sacrifice because there was no sin. But after that, then God slain the lamb and covered them. And it was from that point, you see, that there had to be a sacrifice by blood, a blood covenant that happened to reconcile people. But it was not a full, perfect work until the work of Jesus Christ, a blameless, faultless, because it was man who sinned. And the Bible says this, by one man's sin, Romans said, it entered the world, but by one man's righteousness, we're saved. So it had to happen like that, right? Okay, Jesus calls Satan the God of this world in John 14. So when Jesus died, if he did not resurrect, it would be an issue. Because all those animals died, and none of them, we don't know, none of them coming back. You know, none of them little birds, turtle doves, none of them, none of them came back. But Jesus Christ on the third day, when he was raised to life, he started the process of reconciliation. He would reconcile us to God. He reconciled us to God. Meaning, heaven and earth, everything in heaven, everything in the earth, everything under the earth, came back now in proper order. The Bible says that he went to hell and the grave and stole the keys, the authority, the dominion you had. He's taken it away and returned it right back to its rightful owners, sons of God, children of God us. So I was speaking to one of my brothers in Christ here at the church the other day. And in the middle of the conversation, I said to him, I said, I should just take my shoes and hit you. (laughs) 
So he was like, we were having this peaceful conversation. And I said, I should just take my shoes and hit you with it. And he's like, whoa, wait, what? What? That's, I said, I, I should hit you with these shoes. He said, no, no, wait. What? What's up with that? And I said, you are speaking to me as if you're a servant and not a son. The other day, uh, Principal Nix was walking through here. I guess he was helping with the kids' ministry or something. And Landon, my eight-year-old, for whatever random spiritual moment, just decided to say, do you know who I am? I thought, this is not what we taught him at home. We teach him at home, just be quiet, just be quiet, just act like we're good parents. Act like we're good parents. Okay, when you go, I will give you an iTunes card, or you come back, just go up there, let's act like you know Jesus, just come on, you know. And he said, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're landing. He goes, I'm the pastor's kid. I said, okay. What does that mean, Landon? What does that mean? In his mind, I guess he feels he can run all the true kids. I don't know what he believes. Okay, with this, 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 this. But he, he was confident. He knew he was a son. So he felt he had all reign in this church. I had to, you know, let the children's pastors know. I understand that he believes that. But whatever your kids are doing, he doing. Not. But I said to him, this grown son, (laughs) I said, you're acting as a servant. You're talking to me like you're a servant and not a son. A son has covenant rights and authority. They can delegate on behalf of the parents. They represent the family. They're the bloodline. What is ours is yours. Landa don't have to, mom, can I have a glass of water? Get up and go get it. The heathen. You know, a son guesses. Can I, a servant guesses. Can I, can I do it? Can I do it? No. Should I, should, I, should I serve? Can I serve? Is there something here I can do? Maybe I should do it. You know, it already looks like somebody um, is doing that, so I don't know if I should do it. You know, that's a servant. A servant waits. They wait for you to call them, for you to invite them, for you to tell them. But a son says, this is my house. I take care of my house. You don't have to tell me to go clean up that. You don't have to tell me to go be responsible for that. No, no, no. I'm a son. This is, this is mine. It's the families. We take care of the family. A servant's on the outside because they know they get no benefits. They know they won't get no insurance. They know there's no inheritance. But a son... Is a different thing. A servant waits and a son walks. A servant looks down. And a son looks ahead. See, a servant can't lift up their head because they don't, they don't, they are not in place. But the Bible calls us and says, but now ye are the sons of God. When Jesus Christ reconciles, when he was resurrected, That sonship is now on us. So why do we act as if we belong in some orphan family and that we are not placed in the family of God? Why? What makes us act like servants rather than sons? That makes us step back instead of stepping up. 
when somebody's coming at you a certain way, they ought to be scared for their life attacking a son of God. Are you kidding me? Dominion, understanding who you are. What rights, what rights do you have? You say, Pastor Sarah, the greatest right that we were reconciled to is the right of dominion or original intent reconciled returned come back to that original intent when jesus was raised to life he raised you and i to have and exercise the right of dominion in other words things should not just be happening to you you need to happen to things you can't just take it you got to do something about it and too many of us are passive We've gotten comfortable. We've bought the lie of the enemy that he has authority over us. He has no authority. Jesus took the keys. Jesus conquered death and the grave. Jesus took that from him and said, listen, as I am, so are you. I have given you all authority, the trample and serpents and scorpions and every work of the enemy, every work of the enemy, every work of the enemy. You and I have that kind of dominion. Genesis 17, 4 says this. What rights? What rights do we have? As for me, this is my covenant with you. This is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. This is God talking to Abraham. And the Bible says that we are Abraham's seed. You will be father of many nations. Don't that sound like multiplication? Many nations is like plural. The subtraction life is not for you. What is that? You can't just accept that. Oh, it's just looking low this week. Boy, here we're going to red again. What is that? That is not your life. You need to be like, um, hello. I need some dominion over this. This is not my life. Somebody else's life. I need a miracle. I need something to go on. No, it's very hard for you, uh, people, for you to say you're a son. And with your little dominion self. You're taking your dominion into non-son places. In other words, you want the benefit of the family, but you're not doing none of the rules. Okay, so you want you you know so you want you want um, all the benefits and all the permissions and all the blessing. You want to you know hang out with the family, wear the name, and then you contribute nothing to the family. You don't obey nothing that the family has said. Okay, so maybe. If you live in that subtraction life and you're not doing anything, you're obeying the principles of God, you can take dominion. But if you're disobeying the principles of God, you are not going to be reconciled in your books, though you're reconciled with Christ. So, listen, multiplication. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be called Abraham, breath of God, right? There should be a change, a change. All right, a change coming over you. Because I have made you a father of many nations, I will make you very fruitful. Look at that. I'll make nations of you and kings. Kings will come from you. Businesses, positions of authority, influence. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me, you, and your descendants for generations to come. They will be, I will be their God. What's the rights you have? The first right you have is to return to your original position of authority and dominion. Genesis 1, 28. 
when you are walking in this kind of dominion, you know, your dominion self should not, I mean, if you're, going, if you're going to go to the club with your dominion self, I'm just saying, if you must, everybody should be falling down slain in the spirit. I'm saying you should walk up there with your Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, Jesus on your mind. He's your co-pilot for life, blessed and highly favored, walking in the blood of Jesus, dripping in the anointing, dominion kind of thing. You walk in there, they just boom, 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 boom. If you must go to the club. Go in your dominion self. If you must. Go into your job. And you know they're hating on you. You don't go in there like. Here they go again. I just had to use all my faith to get up this morning. That is not your dominion status. You, you walk in there like, peace be unto all y'all. <laughs> peace, my peace, I'll live with you. <laughs> dominion. The first right. You have the right. The first right of refusal. You have the right, the first right to refuse to receive the lies of the devil. That's inciting you to sin. You have the right to refuse him, you know. You can't tell him no. Try it. You might like it. Oh, I'm just going, you know, you know, I'm just going, just pray that she fall and trip and bust her head. Just, just try, try resisting that wish. You have the first right of refusal. I don't have to take that. I don't have to do what you're telling me to do, devil. There's always a way of escape for me. I don't have to obey you. You have the right to health and authority over sickness and disease. This is your covenant right. Exodus 23, 25. You bless my bread and my water and you remove sickness from me. I pray that every time I eat. Thank you, Lord, for blessing our bread and our water and removing sickness from us. Listen. You have dominion over your body. God's covenant is for us to live in health. Right? This is what it tells us. To be in strength and good health and long life. So when the enemy is coming or when your body is failing, you don't just take it. No. You are the healed. Say this with me. Say, I am the healed. Resisting sickness. You're not the sick trying to get healed. You're the healed resisting sickness. You dominate your body. You say, listen here, cells. Listen here, sinews, tissues, functions, every neurological system, every digestive system, every inflammatory system in the name of Jesus. I command you to line up according to the word. I've got a covenant right. He removes sickness from me. It shall not come now my dwelling place according to Psalm 91. I will not be sick. I am the healed. By his stripes, you are healed. That's part of the covenant. That's part of dominion. That's part of the reconciliation. You've got a promise, a covenant of healing. You have the right to abundance and dominion over lack. Deuteronomy 8, 18. It is I, the Lord, who have given you the ability to create wealth so that you can establish the covenant. The covenant. The covenant. God wants you blessed. God wants you wealthy. God wants you prosperous because he has more kingdom things to do. It's not just for you. But he wants to bless you. He wants you to be prosperous. It's not, it's, it is your right. It's okay. 
to be blessed. It's okay to pay your bills on time. For real though. It really is. I'm telling you, I've been some hungry days. And it sure feel better to go, I don't feel like eating today. But I have it. It's all right. Don't get used to that old way of living. Get used to the dominion life. Dominion life, right? I'm living the dominion life. You have a right. So you have a right to dominion. You have a right to refuse the enemy. You have a right to heaven. You have a right to abundance. You have the right to favor as children of God. Psalm 512, he surrounds the righteous with favor like a shield. My favorite scripture. You got a right to favor. You got a right to go into that, into that, uh, that, that, that car dealership. And they're looking and going, we don't know how, we don't know. And you can go, you don't have to know how. You're just going to say yes, though. It's okay. You can agree with God. Oh, man, we can't do it. Oh, you, you can do it. And you can call me. I'm going to leave my number right here. And when you align yourself with the favor of God, then I'll come back to you. Well, y'all, y'all still scared. You got to stand up and say stuff. Listen. Mm. I can tell you testimony after testimony. You just got to be, yeah. You got a right to access grace in your time of need. Lord, I need grace to not trip my boss. Lord. Grace in times of need. That unmerited faith, that ability, that anointing, that, that, uh, to get through it. You got grace. You got access. You have a right to that. You have a right to forgiveness. When Jesus forgave us, it was a full, thorough, through and through work. So you and I do not have to keep taking on the shame and being in the state of being ashamed. Because our sins are passed away. Look, behold, all things are new. I feel like when pastor was last night. Look! <laughs> Remember last week, y'all weren't here. That's, y'all need to come to church every week. Okay, that's the first thing. Okay, children of God, you need to go home. You need to visit your house more often than once a month. I'm just telling y'all. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not like we have meal service that we just sell them the meals and send them to you. No. You're part of the house. You need to come home. You need to bathe. Pick up your stuff. Check on your brothers and sisters. Make sure they're alive. Make sure that, you know, your responsibilities are due. And then when it's time for us to go on vacation, all of us go. But if we go on the plane and they'll be like, where's little Johnny? Oh, he hasn't been here in three weeks. Oh, shame, shame. Right to fruitfulness in our bodies. You have a right to fruitfulness in the body. The Bible says in Genesis that part of our purpose is to multiply the earth and produce godly seed. It is your right. And your responsibility. Because for every right, there's a responsibility. All these rights you got, you got responsibilities with those rights. You have the right to command angelic support. I love this right right here. Oh, I tell you what. When I'm in trouble... And I don't know what to say. I remember Psalm 103 says that those ministering angels, they obey the voice of his word. So I don't have to make up my own words. I don't have to create something new. I add voice to this word and them angels are working on my behalf because he has given them charge over me. I got legions at my beck and call. So let me tell you something. You've got a right to angelic support and intervention. You have a right to take in land. Go buy your house. Go look for it. Take your little tree and plant it somewhere. Start with something. Yeah, get your tree. Where you want to live. Wherever you want to live, go get your little tree and plant it somewhere. Stick a little plant in there. 
claim your land. Okay. All right. You all be seeing this life. But how would Pastor them do it? I'm telling you how we do it. Okay. All right. You got a right to declare a thing according to Job and it shall come to pass. Do you understand that dominion right? So when heaven was and her, um, and, and her friends were protesting and they were exercising their right, the way that they manifested the expression of their right was through their words. They expressed through their words. What did Adam do? When he had dominion, he used his words to express his dominion. You're a cat, you're a cat. You're a mouse, you're a mouse. You're a rat, you're a rat. You're a tiger, you're a tiger. Whatever he declared, it became that thing. So when you and I are walking in our dominion, you got to be very careful, Mr. Dominion man and woman, what you're saying. Because whatever you're saying, you make it happen. Because you're that kind of powerful. Do you understand? You can't just say what you want to say. Because you're walking in dominion. You have the right to declare a thing and to live out purpose. So today, I just need you to understand. It's time for you to raise your rights and stop letting things just happen. And you just passing by. I'm just going through this thing called life oh, until I get to glory. Oh, what is that? No, man. Live it up. Get some energy about you. Get to it. Take dominion. Reconcile. Re. Means return. Keely, which means concile. It means to shout, to bring together. What you say brings together what you want to see. So I want to challenge you today and this week. Exercise your rights. Have expectation in them. Raise them up. You feel that flu coming. Let me tell you something. Little, little Landon uh, was trying to get sick the other day. Was trying. But I don't believe in my kids getting sick. I mean, I truly don't. Like in the core of me, I don't believe in sickness. You were like, Pastor, you never get sick? I don't know. My kids never manifest it because I don't believe in it. I don't accept it. And I don't make them accept it. No. Somebody else who lives in our house seems to cave a little more. He was like, I got it from Landon. Are you sick five days? Landon sick one day. Okay. All right. <laughs> he take dominion. Landon, he was like, I said, Landon, this is what you got to say. I resist. I'm the heal resisting sickness. I will not be sick. Sickness and disease is not part of my covenant right. Tell yourself. Yeah. Go teach yourself to walk in dominion. You understand? You with me? Amen. So this week... When you go out there, stop just you know, getting frustrated and angry. You're using your words wrong. Just popping off for no reason. I mean, if you're going to pop off, pop off in like some dominion words. You know what I'm saying? You're just saying stuff that's producing nothing or producing the wrong results. That's not the dominion we want to take. Remember, you are a living, walking being representing the kingdom of God. You're a son, not a servant. You have as much rights to every covenant blessing as anyone else. You're looking at someone saying, how are they doing that? You're under the same blood. God is not a respect of persons. You're not an orphan. You don't belong to somebody else. No. You belong to the kingdom of God. The same God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. 
lives in you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, as we close, I need some of you to recommit your words and take up this mantle of dominion. Don't let it just pass you by. But truly accept that you're born with expressed purpose of walking in dominion, taking back territories for God, representing God, manifesting God in the earth. Jesus has done all the hard work. It's time for us to get to work and making his kingdom come in knowing Christ and making him known. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, all these covenant blessings, they're for you too. But they can only be accessed by confession in Jesus Christ and accepting what he has done on the cross for us. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. If you need to recommit your life, you know, you've you not been walking the dominion life. You, you, you just, you just, I don't know. You don't even know either. But you're ready to walk in the dominion life. Then I'm talking, talking to you too. And if you want to be a member of Word of Truth Family Church, where we teach the word here, then we want to give you that opportunity. So, if you need to make a covenant with your lips, listen. You need to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. Become a member of Word of Truth Family Church or accept Jesus for the very first time. I want to personally pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you and ask you to come up here. But what I want you to do is just raise your hand real quickly for me after I count to three. One, two, three. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else? I see your hand in the back. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand. I see your hand over here in the front. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand in the back over there. Anyone else? I want to pray. I see your hand up here, sir. Anyone else? I see your hand way in the back. I see you waving. Anyone else? Well, let's pray together. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you my life. I believe Jesus Christ.